When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast. Rich Levine and Brian Robb here as Jeff Teague plays for an NBA title. The long off season continues for the Boston Celtics. The uh, the organization, B-Rob, I think is spread out all over the place right now. We've got what, Jason Tatum, Ime Udoka, I believe Brad Stevens in Vegas oh. this week with the crew. That's a Winning Plays exclusive, I think. Have you have have you heard that? I have not heard that, but that makes sense. Like, because Udoka is not technically an assistant coach. If you look at the 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 roster in the list of coaches, there's only three so I, assistant coaches. But I assume there's like fifteen or twenty assistant coaches there. So I was surprised by that as well because I didn't think that Ime was on was on the the coaching staff this year either. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But Brad Stevens is there with uh with the head coach and the most important player, Jason Tatum. I think mm. what Jalen Jalen was was. Filming something for Jimmy Kimmel, I think. Yes, he was out in LA, I believe, uh, recently. And yeah, so it'll be. So is do we think Brad? Like, do you think Brad's just there to, to, to help? Out? I mean, he and, and Pop are close. So, but I imagine there's a lot of unnamed coaches that are, or obviously now executives are in the building there, helping out with yeah. things behind the scenes in terms, of, especially with the select team there as well. It probably wouldn't hurt on a few different levels for Brad Stevens to be there. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt the, the Team USA. It doesn't hurt Brad standing with some of the other great players in this league. It doesn't hurt the Celtics. Um, and then I think there's a big uh, draft workout in Minnesota this weekend where some folks might be there. Okay. It's sort of the uh, – there's not, not too much draft prep that you got to worry <laughs> the, about. On Earth, the number 47 overall picks, like you have to, to dive deep there and – Listen, they've they've found there've been some gems that come in out of that range, and Yamajar might be the next one. We'll see on his front. Um, well, we'll save him right. for later in the podcast. But but let's start here. I guess let's start in the moment here. Jason Tatum on Team USA spoke for the first time on Wednesday, Rich, about the first time we've seen him since all these changes happened. But of course, he's excited to play with Bradley Beal. He's excited to play with Damian Lillard of Team USA, and, and which had turned out to be a pretty solid loss roster there with Durant and company also in place. And so for you, seeing Tatum heading into the Team USA, being the first Celtics since Larry Bird to play for Team USA at the Olympics, which is kind Did of we, didn't we decide that 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 he might actually be the first Celtics ever? That's true. Celtic ever because yeah. Larry was retired. Right. Or when, when did he officially retire? I guess we have to look that up, whether he announced his retirement before or after Barcelona. I think it was probably before. Yeah, I'd have to, we'd have to, we're gonna have to go to the, the record book for that one. But it is, I, I mean, for all intents and purposes, maybe Jason is the first Celtic taking place here. He's in training camp um, with Team USA for the next couple weeks before they head off to Tokyo. So, f- so for you, Rich, like what is just, we, 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 I think we debated whether it's a good thing he's there. I think now without question, after all these changes, this is, it's, I think it's very good that he's there, especially when you look at the list of players who are also there. Beal is an obvious choice. Lillard's an obvious choice. I think another sneaky choice, Zach Levine, 
uh, with Team USA, who is also coming into uh, the final year of his deal with Chicago um, on a team that uh, remarkably underachieved last year once they made the big trade for Vucevic. So what, what are you looking for out of Tatum with Team USA, both from a, a playing standpoint and from a, a recruitment standpoint? Well, first and foremost, let's let's, let's avoid any uh, – I don't even want to say serious injury. Let's avoid any injury yes. altogether. Because that is – if there's any negative, if there's anything that where you say, okay, well, she wasn't there. And and I'm glad you said that that you're happy to see him there now because I was very anti-Tatum playing in the Olympics. And I'm still probably a little closer to a negative than a positive. But when those first videos came across, when those clips were posted of him working out with the team and being in Vegas, I did feel good. I enjoyed seeing him there. Like it was, it's cool to see him on that stage. It's cool to see him among those players and knowing you know, not only is he there, he belongs and he will be one of their, I don't know, one of their best players on, on, on an, on an all-star team uh, representing the country. So that's cool to see. Uh, first and foremost, let's stay healthy. Uh, second of all, let's just hope that him and Bradley, they finally get this chance to play together and they love it so much that, uh, you know, maybe Bradley Beal goes into Anthony Davis mode. Mm. Tell every other team in the league, don't trade for me because I'm not re-signing. Right. You know, if you if you trade for me, you're getting you're getting a year, you're getting a half the season, uh, and then they work out a way to to because it's possible to not give up Jalen and sign a max player next in two years, right? Yes. Or you, depending on what you do this summer, you could technically do it next summer when Beal so, yeah. you know, has the ability to opt out. So. It would involve you don't you no don't resign Marcus you don't, you don't resign, resign Marcus. Marcus you don't extend Rob um, you, you, you trade you trade Evan Fournier you tra- after yeah sign. exactly you trade Evan or you shine him to like a one and one with an option or something like that depending which I think honestly could be a play depending on what his market is um, sure since, uh, there aren't a lot of teams with, with cap space out there and yeah and then you know you already traded away that first round pick. So you don't have to worry about having extra money in the books there. And then you're, you're, you have other small salaries on the roster that should, you should be able to keep and fit him in or just be easily movable. So, so you know, that's I, what I'm hoping for, that this is step one and down the line, that all happening and Bradley Beal, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum all wearing green. So you feel like that's plan A at this point. If, if you're, if you're at the, if you're Brad Stevens, looking at where you want to get to in a year right now, like that's, is that the, the path you want to get to first and foremost? Yeah. I, I don't feel comfortable. I have to think about it a little bit more before I declare it plan a, but it is a plan, whether it's a B or C that I will be pretty comfortable with and pretty content with considering where the Celtics are right now. I think if you can get to that, to that plane in the space time continuum, that is, that's a victory for Brad Stevens in his first you know season or two. In the, in, the, in the lead chair. Well, here's my question for you on that front, then. Would you rather go after Beal with, and you have, with trade assets this year, assuming, again, he's put, you know, pulling the Anthony Davis power play and saying, you know, unless you're the Celtics or a team that doesn't have a lot to trade for me, um, don't trade for me. Um, you could get him. You're going to have to give a lot of draft picks to get him. And, you know, Al Horford matching salary and a bunch of other solid stuff. But then you you might be able to keep some other stuff around him in terms of your supporting cast in that scenario. Or would you rather keep the picks and have that cap slot open in free agency, knowing that you're, you're going to lose, 
more of your role players to, to go that route. Yeah. It's, and I guess, I guess that's one sort of, I don't want to say a downside, but one of the, one of the interesting caveats of the Celtics not having a, I mean, forties is a, is, is a, a pick, like you said, plenty of good players have been drafted. Not exactly a real draft pick. It's not <laughs> going to be a, you're not going to be able to, to you could sell that for $4 million. That's a, you know, easy <laughs> cash. That thing. We're not going to learn much about Brad Stevens drafting skills. Um, I think from the, from this summer, uh, either way, even if he, even if he somehow hits it out of the park, um, you'd have, you need a bigger sample size and, you know, especially one of those, like in the, like in the mid teens, right. That's, right. that's a hard draft pick. Cause I well, think, I think Brad Stevens has seen too many, Brad Stevens has seen too many of those guys last few years. I think it's, is that was, that was yeah. the impression I got of that being his first move. <laughs> right. And you get, it was a great move. You have, you have too much on your plate. Just take the draft out of play. You know, just like one yeah, less thing just... to worry about. But, <laughs> um, I didn't think about that. But yeah, so, so, so I'm thinking like, because because if you when you get those three together, if you can get those three together, like that, we're in a, you're in a situation where you need to find some cheap young talent to fill in the gaps. Yes. And you're going to and you would get that by, you know, getting I say whether you say getting lucky or making a few good draft picks like that would be a place to do it. So if you're giving away all those draft picks, it's a bit slim pickings. But then but then you're also in a situation where where, where those veterans are going to be wanting a, a piece of that team you know people can say what they want about boston but if you if, if, if you can win it if you're in a position to potentially win a title people forget about anything re- real fast like you go to like pj tucker goes in milwaukee like like they, like like granted that wasn't his decision but it it, it won't be an issue you, you'll, you'll be able to find some veterans to fill in those gaps i guess it would be better if you have some homegrown talent because then you can be in a situation where the celtics were not so long ago where like you're contending and rebuilding at the same time, potentially. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll never see that again. That was, it was such a sort of a perfect storm of a whole bunch of things, but uh, yeah, I'd give up the picks. I think. Yeah. As I've spoken in circles for, for, for a no, little bit. It's, it's a I tough, I don't think that's the, the Yeah. I don't think it's an obvious choice, but I do think that ultimately when you're talking about your window and Beal is not, you know, he's not old, but he's not, he's 28, 29. So you want to, you know, that, that prime is not going to last forever for him. So if you don't have the necessary secondary pieces around him, that might not be enough. And so it is, but it is funny. You know, we, we, we heard from BL yesterday as well um, with team USA along with Tatum. And I just appreciated Beal's response when he was just asked about, you know, our guys being together at team USA, our guys going to talk about teaming up in the future. Like, like, what do you think? And he's like, and he starts his quote by saying, I don't know, probably a lot, <laughs> like, <laughs> which is, which is, and then he goes on to say, you know, the focus is on the gold medal and it depends on the thing, but it's, you know, he's, there's nothing to hide here anymore for him. It's, it, this is like, I think his future is clear. Damian Lillard's the, the, the other like wild card. We'll, we'll talk about him in a second and a couple other guys who are playing on this team. Um, I mean, you probably, how, how bummed is Kevin Love that, you know, Kemba Walker got traded to OKC instead of, um, you know, Cleveland for the, uh, yeah. to get him to rescue him for there after being tried to move for years and years, but it's, um, yeah, but they said they'll, they'll have, they'll have plenty of time to talk about everything. These guys are going to be spending a lot of time with each other for the next few months. So you can, you can, you can focus all you want on the gold medal. There, there's going to be plenty of time to talk about what are we going to do? We have, what, what's our, our potential futures together. Do we want to have a future together? And again, that's, that's when, when, when you're actually out there playing 
in a non-all-star game, right? When you're actually competing, uh, and we can say the highest level because some of these teams are pretty damn good around the world, um, on the same squad, you can you can really grow to enjoy playing alongside someone. And, and, it, and for, for better or worse, I think it's better. The players have so much of the power in this league that if they, if they find some, some basketball partners that they want to spend the rest of their careers with, go for it, you know, make it happen. And we obviously know about, about Tatum and, and Beal and, and what, what they've meant to each other over the years and to have a chance to do that together uh, in Japan. I think, I think it's going to be hard for them to do that and, and not to continue to come home and not continue thinking about the potential to actually play together. So what, when those guys are having that conversation though, in your mind, is it clear cut when they're, when they're like, okay, if we're going to get together here, you know, whether it's next year, whenever we can do it, like, here's how we'll do it. How's how here's how we're doing it. Or is it like, is Jalen Brown, is Jalen our third guy or do we want to think about, can we get another third guy that might have more appeal? Like, how do you think, do you think that's going to be a conversation or no? Uh, I hope not. Jalen is good I, enough I, to be that. I mean, I guess I mean, that will tell you about what Tatum and Brown's relationship is. I I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think in my, in my perfect world, in my like romanticized version of the, of the Jays, I don't, I don't like to think about like Tatum, like talking shit behind Jalen's back. Yeah, this isn't even talking shit. It's just, it's, well, it's just yeah. Like, but, it, but if, but if you're talking, but maybe right. And if, and if talking about a different third, maybe they're talking about doing that in a different city, you know, like, so right. like, I, like, I, I think Jalen's here, like, like, like well, I'm asking you about Lillard. I'm asking you about Lillard right now. It's pretty much what I'm asking. Okay. So so are so who? So like oh so so the three of those guys talking. Correct. And potentially saying, hey, don't why don't the three of us get together? I would and I and I think this is something we were gonna talk about. I mean, I would Dame Lillard is a better player than Bradley Beal. I think I would rather team up those guys, Bradley Beal than Dame Lillard. I think for I think yeah. for the same for the for the same reason that like I remember back in the day when, you know, there was talk at one point about like Chris Paul and LeBron James, like getting together and it didn't work out because, you know, Chris Paul is too ball dominant to play with LeBron. Right. You know, I, I think that Jason Tatum is your de facto point guard, I think for the most part, certainly when it matters most. And, and, and Dame is, is the one of, if not the best, you know, fourth quarter players, certainly one of the best point guards. I think, I, I don't know. I don't think that either of them is, is better off playing off the ball in those situations, you know, in crunch time. I don't know. That's just my thought. I think that, I think that Bradley Beal would be just a, a better fit, more used to playing off the ball um, with, with Tatum. And so you wouldn't, would you prefer Tatum, Brown and Beal over Lillard, Tatum, Beal? And that's a real pie in the sky possibility. So, but, so, so basically, either either Jalen or or Dame, correct? To go with those other two. Correct. Honestly, I, I I think I mean Dame Dame's what he's going to be thirty. Be this 30, summer? I think he's going to be thirty-one. Thirty-one um, this summer, I think so. And this is again, and I who mean, knows? Like we we're we're looking. This is not a this summer thing. This is like halfway through next season or next off season type. So this summer thing because we need things to talk about this. Right. (laughs) This is true. Yeah. So listen, so you got you got Beal's six three, 
Lillard six two. Your defense is really bad on the. Yeah, the I, I like I like what I like what Jalen brings is sort of like the Swiss Army knife, like in that mix, a guy that can will be able and and a guy whose game keeps on evolving, keeps on improving. So who knows what he's going to look like next year, the year after that? I think for the defensive versatility, I think just the way the game is going and the fact that just the age difference is, is pretty pretty legit. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jalen in that scenario. Yeah, I think that's a fair, given where the league is and given what his salary is going to be the next few years compared to, you know, Beal or Lillard, Lillard, where he's making probably 15 to $20 million less with, you know, close to this slam level of production, or at least, you know, far better production defensively. Um, that's, that's a, you know, a fun thing to throw around from a, just a pie in the sky perspective, but with all these guys there in one place and knowing that, Beal and Lillard were gonna be two of the most the hottest names on the 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 hot stove market um all summer long. Like it's it's something to watch yeah. and something to consider. And we and again and we can and we can talk, talk about I'm sure we will between now and the start of next season that sort of the some of the less than ideal aspects of where the Celtics stand right now. But you know, the fact of having Jalen on a less than a max and having Jason miss out on on his all NBA nod, like that that does give them some it gives them some flexibility with two of the best young players and hey we don't don't even have to say young anymore that gives them some flexibility with two of the best players in the nba who are still getting better uh so that's that that's something to be positive about for sure and i mean that brings us back to the big picture of the office and then rich i believe this is the first time we've we've talked on the podcast since uh brad stevens made his first move um by the way, Rich got uh, married and last week, so we have to give him the the wedding. Look at that! The, uh, you see the. I don't know if this this video will will make it on to the uh, to our new YouTube situation, but yeah. <laughs> but he's fresh off his the honeymoon with the uh, the new fam, so it's. Yeah, uh, let, let me give some uh, a tip to everyone: if you're going to go on a honeymoon, you should go with three young children. <laughs> you haven't honeymooned unless you have three kids it under six, six years old and under. It really adds to the relaxation. It really adds to the time that you can spend with your with your partner. Uh, to like the, the, the conversation. Imagine those romantic dinners are just was must been magical for you guys. So we had one. We we planned one date night that we got. We found like a nanny uh, in Hawaii to to come to. We were staying in an Airbnb for the first part. We found a nanny and and obviously we still had to bring the eight month old with us because she's not at a point yes, to right. to be there. So we find we we get to the restaurant and she and she's a good baby. She does not cry a lot. She's not super finicky. This was the night that she decided to uh. not give a shit. Like she was just crying. We 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 ate dessert in the car. We had a good <laughs> it was pretty uncomfortable for most of the time. They're mostly because of the other people that are in the restaurant right. too. Like that, I I don't do well with that. Like I like if I think that we're those people sure. that are annoying everyone else. Like I, I it doesn't makes me very uncomfortable um so yeah and so, you just tell everyone hey this is our honeymoon night out like we yeah this bad but, but you can't tell people that yeah so it's it, well, I actually, you can because but it just creates more questions like like right. okay why are you honeymooning with three children like, what? <laughs> so we're the modern we're the modern family is what is what i can but, tell people okay right, well, um anyways yeah so that's what i'm saying if you're not married yet have three children first and then do it and then go to go to on your honeymoon you won't regret it all right that's words of wisdom yeah. for rich uh fresh off the the nuptials but here let's get back to i mean the the start of the offseason here was brad stevens coming out of the gate 
moving Kemba Walker in a first round pick for Al Horford to kind of set up that flexibility you just talked about, Rich, of being able to have options around Jalen and Jason going forward for this team. We heard from Tatum for the first time talk about all these changes yesterday, and essentially, um, it was it was a it was a magical actually press conference. When a reporter, Rich, asked um, Tatum about everything at the same time, like we just think of Danny, Brad moving up, Udo getting hired, and Kemba trade. And, and it, Tatum, were, you, were, were you a part of that? Were you yeah, yeah, it was a big that? scrum. Yeah, yeah, it was a Zoom, and then oh, Tatum cool. proceeded to answer all of it in like four sentences. So that was you know really forthcoming. But no, but he. He had an interesting lineup thing, you know, change can be good sometimes. And, you know, obviously was bummed out for his buddy Kemba. Um, but the, the writing was on the wall there. So I guess my only question about, about this move for, from your standpoint, are you happy to see it happened so quickly out of the gate? Or would you have liked to see, again, if you're not going to, Kemba didn't have a trade market, if you will, but there was... You well, it looks like you might waited. get flipped. Right, exactly. Well, if, if the Thunder flip them and get some – I mean, they're going to have to – Dude, if Pre- if Presti is able to get a first-round pick for taking Kemba and get a first-round <laughs> pick for getting rid of Kemba, right? I, I mean, clearly he's already established himself as the king of the first-round pick, right. but that is next level. And I don't know if that would just be a matter of – I mean, I guess the Celtics didn't want Kuzma. That, you know, they, it's just a matter of who you're dealing with. Um, or did they want Kuzma? Well, I, I, I mean – I, you, they clearly, I think they looked around at the options that they had and say, Hey, we can do two things here. We can be patient and maybe some other team comes knocking where we don't have to give up the number 16 overall pick. We give up a future first with him. And, um, that hurts a little bit less, but that's a gamble when you, especially when you want to have the flexibility to maneuver in the future and then on top of that you're like okay we also get al back so if we think al makes tatum and and brown happy to a degree um who knows how long he's going to be here but that maybe softens the blow in the meantime like i don't know that that that's the way i'm like i'm looking at now as the the trade market rumbling start around kemba he's clearly going to go somewhere um if he's not bought out but uh, it's the question is how long is it going to take and whether the Celtics, you know, pulled the trigger too quickly, I guess. Well, to answer your question, I'm, I am, I'm happy with when it happened. I just think that like, you know, first of all, we, we spent, and not just us, I think most of the people who talk about the Celtics and talk about the NBA saying there's no, who's going to take Kemba. There's no, like, it's a, there's an untradeable contract. No one, like they're going to be stuck with Kemba. Um, so clearly that is not the case. So you got rid of Kemba, which was regardless of how you did it, like you say, creating that flexibility. If we're talking about actually what it's going to take to take the, the window with the Jays and turn them into a contender again, getting rid of Kemba was one A. It was one. There wasn't even a one B. One A, one B, one C. Get rid of Kemba. Tri- have five stone take Kemba. They did that. And I, I like the fact that like, Brad Stevens could do that quickly and then just work with that reality as opposed to like having the juggle and say, okay, maybe, you know, having all these, di- these different versions of what the future is going to look like. Okay. What are we going to do if we can't, if someone won't take him, what are we going to do if we get this for him? What are we going to do if we get that for him? So they figured it out. You have like a few more pieces in place and this is, and, the, and Brad is again, understandably, you would think a little bit overwhelmed just with all the responsibilities that he has right now. In terms of, again, he still hasn't even set up, set their the front office. Like we don't, right. he doesn't, they don't have that hierarchy 
don't, we don't know if they're going to hire someone else. We don't know if they're going to get rid of everyone that's been, that's been working uh, under Danny for the last few years. Like that's all still up in the air. So I think it's by, by reading the, the uh, team of Kemba's contract and the state of his knee and all that uh, doing it fast, it just, I think will simplify a little bit of what we're going to see moving forward. I think that's big. Even if maybe you could get, you, if you wait a little bit, you could have got like a slightly better deal or a slightly better player. I don't necessarily think they, they did that for deal because it would make the Jays happy. No. You know, I, I, you know, I don't think that that was. No, that was money motivated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm cool with doing it now. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we get back to the show here, uh, I want to tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. With baseball season that's in full swing, you can track all the action at Bet Online, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Potentially even Kemba Walker's next trade destination. Look those odds up, Rich. <laughs> I um, think the La- the Lakers are um, are, the... are minus a thousand right now. <laughs> uh, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up before the next baseball pitch. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or device. Take advantage of the fifty percent. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports experts. It's funny you bring up the, I mean, we haven't talked, we talked about this. I mean, Brad Stevens, all he has on his plate and again, trying to establish some kind of hierarchy in the front office it seems like that's starting to happen with the coaching staff obviously they hired Emi Odoka a couple weeks ago Damon uh, Stoudemire Damon Stoudemire joining the Very staff cool. along with uh Will Hardy who was assistant with Udoka at with um in San Antonio and is also I believe a, a Williams College alum um and a, a good basketball player for them and then they're in their D3 days um it seems like the Assistant coaching staff, pretty much under Brad, is done for the most part. Joe Mazzula, the only guy um, that we've got confirmation on who is coming back, who is best known for being, I think, Romeo Langford's uh, specialized in working out with him. And he worked, did that ping pong paddle thing with Romeo to reshape the shooting form a couple years ago. Um, so the other assistants are all... are all. I believe, as, as far as I know, I think... Not all, all of them have confirmed it, but uh, we know Jay Laranag is moving on. Jamie Young is moving on. And I haven't heard of anyone else who is not moving, out, moving on to this point. That's not to say that no one is coming back, but um, sure, it sounds like it's not a full cleaning of the house, but pretty close to it, which is normal given the change in coaching staffs. But um, I was curious to see how that was going to play out um, given the fact that, you know, these guys, it's not like Brad was fired. Um, right. And so these guys, a lot of these guys now are left in kind of tough spots. Yeah, no. And I think, like you said, I think that you can say the same for, uh, for the front office. Right. I think, do you I want to see that? Do you want to, do you want the decision to be made or do you, would you guess a decision made before free agency? Cause it's like, if you're going to make changes here, like you, you it's a pretty important time to, to do it. But if you feel comfortable with the group in place here, you like, we give, keep rolling with these guys. And then, you know, you obviously there's obviously plenty of respected voices in that room that Brad's worked with for years. So I'd imagine maybe it's only going to be bringing an extra voice into the room now, as opposed to 
you know, changing the room completely. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know, to, to be honest, right, like, on one hand, it would be wild to, to, you know, entrust, and again, we keep talking about the fact that the draft is not that big of a deal now anymore, like, you're, you're drafting in the 40s, so it's not as, as, you know, you don't have the, there's not as much pressure on this pick, right? But it'd be weird to to bestow the responsibility on on the guys that are already there. It's okay, go find us a good draft pick. If you're good enough to 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 be helping them find a draft pick, like wouldn't you want them to stick around? Right, right. Um, but yeah, or make a big I, trade I, with Kemba Walker, like, and yeah. that helps shape your future. I mean that that might not that that's a trade that you need to have everyone in place for, but that's that's a pretty important trade for your future. Right. It, right. How, how complex it wasn't the, the most complex trade though. I, I will say, right. Like, That's true. Yeah. That, that could be something that Brad could have kind of gone in on. I don't want to say totally on his own, but like, you know, I think like the, like the coaching decision, that was, that was Brad's decision. Like yeah. from what I heard, like he was the only one in the interview room, you know, for, for most of those, like he was, it, it was, yeah, he interviewed it, one-on-one and until the final, like the final interviews, like yeah. that was all just him. It sounds like from what I heard too. Yeah. So like when you, when you, when you consider that, then you can wonder about, you know, what, what might, so I, yeah, I do, do, do we think that, that he's going to potentially hire Landry fields and then dismiss everyone else that's there? Probably not, but it would be interesting to see like how that decision might, you know, we, you know, what, like what, what the, how it would be accepted in with people who've been there for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll wait and see. The only thing we know is that, that nothing, that nothing has been set. Like that's one thing we say for sure. Like the, like the, the front office is people just doing the same jobs they were doing before Danny left. But like, I don't, I don't don't think that that's going to be the case moving forward at some point, something's going to happen. Right. Right. You you would think he's going to hire a GM. You would you would think, yeah, because if, if he was going to name someone internally, you'd think it already happened. Yeah, or or like, or I, I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's possible that that you could, obviously, like like talk about Zarin, like he's he's been yeah I mean, <laughs> interviewing for over a decade and doing a pretty unbelievable job. So like you could, but you know, Brad could potentially be like, okay, I'd like to to talk to Landry Fields more. I'd like to talk to someone else more. And, and just see where they're at. And then after those conversations, you know, Brad could say, you know what? Like, I don't think this is better than what we already have. Right. You know, and, and you would hope that, that he would be open to, to making that, that sort of decision, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I guess we'll just wait and see. Cause have you heard anything about, about GM interviews? I know there's been like some unsubstantiated rumors about. Yeah. The, conversations. Landry, the Landry Fields rumors have been out there since honestly, since the, for months. And nothing yeah. really has, has come of them. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's, there's, there's been no real clarity there. Um, and Brad was, I believe he was asked about it at the Padoka uh, press conference. And he again, again, didn't really address it head on with anything substantial. So the, I mean, the clock's ticking here. He has a lot on his plate, but if you want to get, you know, he said his first priority was hiring the coach that's done. And so yeah. now Draft is, draft, is, <laughs> draft is relatively done took care of that get rid of this pick and now again a big a big free agency coming up and so what you know you have a, you have two or three weeks left before that so if you're going to bring someone in for this offseason i would think the time to do it would be 
now or in the next week, at least. Do you want to you don't want to hire someone as your general manager the week of free agency? I think that's uh, I don't think that's a great idea for planning purposes. Right. And you would think he would want even if it's a ridiculous pick, like you, you would you would think that he or she would want to be there on draft night. Yes. I think that's uh, a very fair assumption since there's so much, again, the Celtics don't have, they might be making picks, but in terms of like, tr- like lots of trades happen on draft night. Um, and sure. they could trade back night. in for all we know. Who knows? Sure. Yeah. You trade back in trade future picks w- w- with a salary or something like that on a draft night. Like that's all very much in play. So again, that is what do we, that's, that's the last week of July. Um, the last so. Thursday in July. Yeah. So we're, we're coming up, we're three weeks from that today. Um, so shit, it's already, just, it's already, it's a lie. Time exactly. is flying. Time is flying. So, so again, this is, it's been a fascinating off season to this point and, but there's still a lot of dominoes to fall right now and we will see. And that might be the very next one, one way or another, whether it's deciding that, I mean, what I kind of want to see is like, listen, this is, you know, these guys, you know what you have with, you know, Brad's been working with the Celtics front office for years. Um, if you like go do this off season with them and see what you guys can do together and then maybe make an informed choice that way. Um, Cause I don't think bringing someone in this down to the wire and given the, the impact that could have on the rest of the people in the front office, I, that it seems like if you're going to make a move like that, you probably should have made it by now. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think it's great. Obviously, it's it, you know it's it's a crazy off season in, ge- off season in general. But like, it does kind of suck that these guys that have been there for so long are still kind of uh, being I don't say strung along, but in a yeah, sense they it's, are. It's like clearly, they're 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 they they seem to be very much in in the dark about 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 their you know yeah the future of their job. And again, like this this was the most. Uh, if not the most, uh, I may well say it, one of the, the the most stable situations. Like if you worked for the Celtics for the last decade, like you didn't have to deal with a lot of the bullshit that like that most people, if you're a, a, an executive or anyone in the front office of the NBA, like this happens every single year. Like there are guys whose lives get flipped upside down and, and uh, you know, at the drop, a drop of a hat. Right. But if you were in Danny Ainge's regime, you, you were living pretty well. You didn't have to worry about a lot of that. And so you know, a lot of that just just comes with the job, but you know, for people that have done, done the job for as long as they have, let's 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 figure it out. You know, so that's what we'll be keeping an eye on here in the next couple of weeks, as well as uh, team to, a lot of exhibition games coming up in Vegas. Rich, get get ready. A lot of Team USA basketball with, and we'll see for all nine or nine guys that are available. I'm sure half the select team is going to be on the roster for these games. To I'm actually going to be there, by the way. Oh. I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna be at I'm not gonna be at Team USA. I'm going to watch uh the big three. There you go. Yeah. Um all right. Well we we also have to start planning our summer league um podcast. So that we'll have to talk about that. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it. I think that I think that the, the date change was tough. I'm gonna see. I'll 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 leave it open as a possibility, but um Listen, like you get married and all of a sudden you can't go. It's true. It's just, no, just, that, that, that's not, that's not. Just bring the eight months old, bring the eight months old and it'll be fine. <laughs> well, that, that, if I can, if I can talk, if I can make it a family trip, then that would be the, the best opportunity. But I think I'm using my one summer weekend in Vegas this coming weekend. Got it. But we'll see. 
Well, I'm not even doing anything. It's like I'm going, <laughs> we're going to a party or anything. I'm going to sit in a random gym and watch Glenn Davis. I mean, right? Yeah. Nothing Brian like Scalabrini, but uh, I'm here for it. Must see TV. Is that going to be on TV? Do they still have a TV deal? Yeah. Yeah. It's on CBS. CBS. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll get a live report from, um, well, I want the one-on-one of Glenn Davis about the, 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 the stomping. By the way, there are there are a lot of former former Celtics. Yeah, you can actually Toronto. talk to ten of them, talk to fifteen of them. I want we want full. Um, I want I want to, I just want I want ten minutes of Glenn Davis period since he's he's a yeah a no, I, at this point. At the, I went to the combine uh, last month and like Von Wafer was there. Uh, uh, Orion Green was Orion there. Green, oh geez, yeah. Um, um Dan Dickow hanging around somewhere is that no not Dan Dick I mean Scal was obviously there yeah, Scal, he's, Scal, Scal's one of the, there. he's one of the captains um J.R. Bremer uh, J.R. Bremer no but there's one other good former Celtic I mean good name yeah not necessarily a good no you can't count Ryan Hollins was a, was a Celtic yeah, he was Celtic. Celtic. yeah 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 he played um, on I think he was on that 2012 team yeah he was one of Doc's uh yeah, I'm, Doc's I'm, field uh you know Centers. So, uh, Deontay Christmas. Deontay, oh, he's Another a really good dude. Was... I always, I was like, that was my guy in summer league back in the day. Um, yeah, he was good. I don't, I don't know if he, if he ultimately made the roster. This was the, these are just guys that were, yeah, he was trying out. Right. He, he was um, there. For, I think like, he got cut. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, all right. Well, this is, this is good. We're going to hopefully have a lot of fresh nuggets from, from that crew. Um, in the Celtics draft, Al Thornton. And trade him on draft night? Or am I, or am I, I really, to... is that Florida State? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think he was, I think he was on the Wizards. He might have drafted the Wizards. Maybe that yeah, pick was maybe, we, maybe they were thinking about drafting him or something. Yeah. Right. Maybe he was one of those guys that, you know, like how Glenn Davis was technically drafted by the, right. by Seattle. Um, but no, he was drafted by the Clippers. So okay. I was wrong. Um, cool. All right. Uh, fall. Rich at Rich underscore Levine. Uh, follow me at Brian T. Rob and at Mass Live. Follow us both at Winning Plays Pod. All this is on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe um, to the Winning Plays Pod. We'll be coming at you guys all summer long here um, now that we're back at full strength um, post honeymoon. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we'll, we'll be playing it at a sector, Rich. So it'll be a fun summer. Yes, sir.